means you can get up and take it now, Ron. New learning, ushering 101. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, oh. Everybody give Ron a hug. All right, maybe not. Hallelujah. All right. Children are dismissed to go with Miss Cassie this morning. Amen. How blessed are the kids. You know the good thing about this building? Is it has air conditioning. Thank you, Jesus. I know. Amen. Someone actually had turned on the heater this morning. In this summer months, or even these spring months, don't you dare turn that heater on, man. Anyway, praise the Lord. How many ready to receive the Word of God this morning? Amen. You know, we have been on a message now for over a year on what manner of man is this. Speaking of Jesus when he was walking the earth. We've been investigating through the Word of God, by the Word of God, Finding out how Jesus did what he did. Why? So that we as his followers, as Christians, will then be able to turn around and do it. Just like Jesus. Amen. I am convinced that God had us on that message for so long. Because there's so many different attributes about Jesus that we really have to follow after. If we're going to be able to do what he did. And so, today... We're actually going to stop this message for a short season. And everybody said, oh me. I know, it's different, right? But uh, the Lord has impressed upon my heart. I'm, I, I, let me say this where uh, what manner of man is this is concerned. Um, I believe I mentioned to you last week, but there's part of that message that I am still studying on. Because um, I'll just be honest with you. I don't believe anybody in here could really say with complete authority or um, that you've been able to see the kind of results that I believe the Lord wants us to be operating in. Does that make sense? Uh, the healings, the deliverances, and so forth and so on. Um, and there's got to be a reason why. Because Jesus was pretty clear in, in John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. And... Notice the next word, greater works than these shall he do, because they go into my Father. It seems to me that the works that have been done, and I'm not saying they're not being done, and they're happening even here, but to say that they're greater works, I don't know. I, I, I don't believe that's the truth right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying, that's not a good word. I'm believing God to give me revelation as to why that is. And I just don't, I, I have a direction on this. But I want to get it more in me. I want to be able to preach it to you from overflow. It's so full, I'm so full of it, it just comes out of me to you. Because again, I want to be able to step up to the plate and be that, that vessel of God that is ready and able for the master's use. And I want to be just like Jesus. I'm serious about this. I want to, the people hear about when, when Jesus was walking around and Je they heard about Jesus, what happened? Multitudes just flooded to him. Multitudes. And so I want to have a church so full of, of people that have got a hold of this that, w I mean, God's using you 
to do these kinds of signs and wonders and, and, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I want not just the pastor, but I want all of us to get a hold of that. Amen. And then when it's voiced abroad about what's going on in Celebration of Life Church, guess what's going to happen? The multitudes are going to come flooding into this place. So anyway, uh, I, I was just uh, seeking the Lord and, and pondering in my soul what it was the Lord wanted me to minister along. What would he, what, in the meantime, what did he want me to teach on? And, you know, one of the things, excuse me, one of the things that I've been, um, I don't want to say this. Again, it's looking out amongst not only this church family, but lots and lots and lots of other people we know out there, whether they're pastors or other Christians. I mean, literally all over the world. And it just seems like there are a few people out there right now that are experiencing God in a greater way than most Christians are. How, how many know what I'm talking about? It just seems like they're extremely blessed and they're extremely prospering and they're just uh, uh just when you look at them they're the model for what living a blessed life is all about but i want to no find out why is it not happening with more of us why is it not happening with you could it possibly be you and if 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 it is you what can we do to get that changed I mean, you've probably, if you've been in here for any length of time, you've heard me say, we're blessed to be a blessing. That God loves to bless us, his children. We're blessed, blessed, blessed. Amen. But there's probably, when I'm saying that, some of you out there thinking to yourself, that's, I, 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 that's just not me. I've, I find myself struggling. I, I mean, based upon what I can see and how I feel, I don't, I don't feel very blessed. I don't look very blessed. And again, I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. But what I want to do with this teaching, I believe the Lord is leading me this direction, is to help us get to the place where we too can be held up as an example to all the world of how good our God is and how blessed He wants His children to be living. Amen. How many want to get to that place where uh, uh, you're, as the Bible tells us, where the blessings of God are overtaking you? Yeah, I mean, you're just walking along, minding your business, and all of a sudden, a blessing comes and overtakes you. Or, or, or as the Bible tells us, we're blessed coming in, and we're blessed going out. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. Glory to God. We're, our, our children are blessed. Our family is blessed. Our workplace is blessed. Our church is blessed. I want that. You know, one of the things Keith Moore was saying, I was listening to this a while back, but he said this, that some of the people in uh, the area uh, of where his church is, which is in Branson, Missouri. And uh, anyway, he was saying that some of the people were trying to be critical of it. They were critical of his church because of the way things were there. And, and he said that they, what they were saying about him is, they, oh, that's that rich church. That's that rich church. And he said, keep it up. Keep speaking it. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, one of the things that they do is what they'll do is they'll have an outreach during one of their services. I believe they, I think they do it on a Sunday. It could be on a Saturday. I'm not, I'm not sure. But what they do is they literally have, and I think it's prior to school, 
they, they, they have where they do backpacks. You know, a lot of churches do that. But they also do clothes giveaway. Clothes. And, and what it, they do as far as the giveaways, it isn't used clothes. They go out and buy all of this clothes, brand new, spanking new clothes, and give it away. Now, I don't know about you, but what is that demonstrating? That they're blessed. They're demonstrating the goodness of our God. Amen. I mean, it's like I want to go, my goodness, I want to show up on that day, that Sunday, go in there and see if they got something double XL, you know, XL. Anyway, I'm sorry. But I want us as a church to start believing God to get to this place where we're living a blessed life. And there's no doubt about it. And I understand everything uh, is relative. What I mean by that, what's blessed for us and what is blessed for those in Africa, it's different. Those in Africa, they, they consider themselves blessed if they got a bicycle. You hear what I'm saying? I mean, you go over there and you live, I mean, you go into huts where the grounds are, are mud, mud, you know, they're mud huts. And so, you know, but for them to have something like that, they consider themselves to be blessed. Whereas here, you know, that it's, it's, it's totally different. If they could live or see how we're living, they would think we're the most blessed people on the earth. You hear what I'm saying? And in reality, we really are. Probably everybody in here has a cell phone. A cell phone. What is a cell phone? It's a mini computer. See what I'm saying? So everybody in here has a computer. And so, I didn't ask you to hold it up there, girl. Anyway, but the thing, I'm, point I'm trying to get across, and probably everybody in here has a television. Probably everybody in here has a vehicle. Probably everybody in here is living in a house or an apartment, a place of your own. And to those people over there, and in a lot of other countries, my goodness gracious, they would look at you and say, you're blessed beyond measure. But you know what it really comes down to? This is totally off my notes, but this is the truth of the matter. God wants us to be so blessed that not only are we able to take care of ourselves, have plenty left over to put into store, into savings or whatever the case might be, but then be able to bless others. Again, it goes right back to what I always say. Be blessed to be a blessing. Amen. And I don't want to, uh, uh, when things are happening and things are going on, like we got a lot of stuff going on. I said it, shared that with you earlier. I mean, from uh, we got a wedding. I mean, Pastor Joan is going over to uh, South Lake Tahoe in the middle of June. Brooke's coming over for her birthday, bringing some of her friends and her fiance. And then in July, we're going to Colorado. And I don't know what it is about my family, but they really like to stay in really fancy places. We're literally staying in a mansion. And it's just you rent the place out, and you know what it's cost us so far? nothing my family takes care of us glory to god god is so good hallelujah but then we got my daughter's wedding and stuff like that we're in need of a new vehicle and 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 uh some other different things going on and so forth and so on but my 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 point i'm trying to get at is do you not think that god wants us when those kind of things happen when those kind of things arise that it's not something that we go oh where am i going to get the money how am I going to do this? Do I need to go get a loan and, or do this or do that and blah, blah, blah? Or, 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 or does he want us to go, ah, oh, glory to God. 
I got more than enough to go out and pay cash for that vehicle. That's what we did with our minivan, by the way. We literally paid cash for that thing. And that was quite the blessing, hallelujah. Now, I want to be able to say that we're there right now. <laughs> but, I, you know, the thing is, 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 is we're not. And I don't think that that's because of God. I believe it's because we probably have not been extending our faith and believing God for the finances for these things to come in. I think what happens with us a lot of times is we get complacent in our faith. We, we get satisfied with where we're at, not, not, not knowing that even when the great blessings come into us, guess what happens? Tomorrow, next week, next month. In other words, there's future up ahead. And no matter how you slice it and dice it, what lies ahead is going to cost you money too. But does God not know that? Does not God already know exactly what you have need of? So why are then are we struggling when these kind of things happen in our lives? And I believe that God has put us on this study to help us. To help us so that we can live the blessed life. Amen. Glory to God. Is everybody with me this morning? How many want to live the blessed life? It's for every single one of you in this room. Do not have the mentality, well, it might be for Pastor Joan and Pastor Dan, but it ain't for me. It is for you if you're a child of God. That is the way my God is. Amen. I mean, if his streets are pure gold, his gates are giant pearls, if he has built a mansion for every single one of us, do you not think that he wants to bless us while we're here on this earth? Amen. You know, it's funny. Here I am starting this study, and I just briefly glanced. Uh, I was booting up the computer to put in the scriptures this morning, and uh, <clears throat> I was just uh, glancing at Fox News, see what's going on in the world. And I was just you know, scrolling down, not really going. I don't really just kind of read the headlines and stuff. There's an article in there about Kenneth Copeland, ripping Kenneth Copeland. And, you know, talking about the fact that he has three jets and he has his, his, his ministry has an airport at it and everything else and so forth and so on. And, and you, know, you know, it shouldn't be like that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like I'm thinking to myself, people have such a misconception of our God. They believe just because somebody has, you know, and, and he was even asked the question, why do you have to have these? He says, because I wouldn't be able to do probably 65, 70% of what I do right now. Preaching and teaching the gospel throughout the world. Did you hear that? And so I'm of the mindset that we're going to have to break out of a, 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 a box. I'll say it that way. Where, you know, we, we, and it's, it kind of ties in with the message we're doing on Friday nights. I believe that what we do is we limit God. Oh, I know, I know God wants to bless me, but in our minds, what that means is he wants to give us enough just to take care of what we have need of. And maybe a little bit left over to, you know, be a blessing. Here's $5, here's $10. You know what I'm saying? We limit God. I don't want to limit God anymore. I want to stretch my faith. I want to get like, who was the guy who had the, uh, the orphanages over in England? Was it 
Was he the one that started out? He said he, when he first started out, believing God for a dollar, what took, it was like a stretch of his faith. But he said by the end of his, you know, coming to the end of his life, he said now believing for a million dollars is just as easy as believing for a dollar. I want to be able to get to that place. Am I there yet? I have to admit, probably not. But the bottom line is I'm on the way there. I was talking to Pastor Jonah about this the other day. You know, we've had someone give this church, you know, $25,000, check. Recently, someone's given us $50,000 check. Glory to God. And so, where, where's our faith at right now? I'm believing someone's going to give us a one-time offering of $100,000. They're going to walk in and cut us a check for $100,000. And guess where it goes from $100,000 to $250,000 to $500,000 to a million dollars? Hallelujah. Is God able to do this? Does, I mean, does God want to do this? Oh, he wants you blessed. He wants us blessed. And he, listen, there is absolutely nothing wrong with Kenneth Copeland having three planes. And driving the best type of vehicles. There is nothing wrong with a pastor having a nice watch. Dressed in a nice suit. You know, it's so funny because people who are so stinking hypercritical of people who are blessed that, you know, uh, uh, Keith Moore is talking about he was wearing a Rolex. You know, Rolexes are very expensive watches. And this man came up and was ripping him for wearing a Rolex, yelling at him, saying, you shouldn't do that. You got all these people that are poor, blah, blah, blah. And, 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 And Keith Moore said to this guy, first of all, I guarantee you, what I give far outweighs what you give. And even more importantly than that right now, since you're talking about this Rolex, you know how much this Rolex cost me? Zero. Nothing. Someone blessed me with it. Hello? Are you listening? So it's like it's really ignorance gone to seed. It's the devil manipulating people and those people don't understand that they're being used by the devil to come against the blessings of God. I want everybody in here blessed. And it's going to take some breaking down of those wrong thinking that has been established in our, in our, in our souls. Get rid of those strongholds. Quit limiting God and know that God wants you blessed. It doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how young you are it doesn't matter whether you have education or no education it doesn't matter if you grew up poor it doesn't matter any of that stuff the bottom line is is if we do it God's way we can expect to be blessed I mean what was the offering scripture we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him Amen. Question. Since we did all of this study on what manner of man Jesus was, how many believe that Jesus was poor when he was on the earth? Well, I'm glad nobody's hands went up. Yeah, some of you are probably thinking, maybe, I don't know. I mean, the Bible says he didn't have a house, nowhere to put his head and all this stuff. Let me just throw this out for free. For anyone to say that Jesus was poor does not understand God and what the Bible says. 
Does not the Bible say, if you obey me, you do what I'm telling you to do, that the blessings of God will overtake you? Isn't that what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28? So did Jesus do what his father was asking of him? So for Jesus to not be extremely blessed would mean that God was not upholding his word in his life. Jesus had a treasury, didn't he? I mean, who was the treasurer? Judas. Judas Iscariot. The one who kind of skimmed the money from out of there. If he was able to skim some of the money and steal some of the money out of that, does it not kind of make you think that there was probably a whole bunch in there that people wouldn't notice? I know this is some simple stuff here, but I'm trying to break down some strongholds in some people's minds. I want us to get a hold of the fact that God wants us blessed. I want, I want, to, I want to live blessed. I want to be empowered to prosper. Empowered to fulfill destiny. I cannot do what God is calling me to do by living in poverty. I cannot reach the people I'm supposed to be reaching but with just barely getting along. God wants this church blessed. And guess what? If you're a part of this church, God wants you blessed. But if you're not there yet, what do we do? Throw up our hands and say, oh, this stuff doesn't work. You know what you're saying when you say that? That God's a liar. Think about that. I don't want to ever say that God's a liar. Whether outwardly or, you know, by implication. I want to always side in with God. And what he said in his word. And I'm going to say this to you. If there's ever something not happening in your life. If you're not being overwhelmed with the blessings of God, if the blessings of God are not seeking you out, it's not on his end. It's on yours. And this morning, I want to show you how you can live blessed. Start to show you. How many believe that this is a message you want to hear? Now, I'm going to tell you something. I asked, actually asked James this the other day. I was kind of telling them about what I was planning on doing. And I, he started to, you know, I said, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? I mean, how do we live blessed? And he started to say some things. And what he was saying was right, but they're an extension of what it just really is kind of uh, boiled down to, so to speak. Go with me in your Bibles to James chapter 1. Again, I want to ask you, who wants to live blessed? Who wants to live a blessed life? Who wants to be a conduit for the blessings of God to flow through to others? Amen. Glory to God. James chapter 1, this is going to be the main text for this study. It says this. But be doers of the word. Excuse me. And not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. The New Living Translation says this. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. And now listen to the message translation. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you're a listener when you're anything but. 
letting the word go in one ear and out the other, act on what you hear. My, my, my. Friends, is there a danger in only being a hearer of the word of God? <laughs> Absolutely. And unfortunately, there are a whole lot of Christians out there who are hearers only and not doers of the word. How do I know this? Because there's a whole lot of Christians living out there. And I'm not just, listen to me, I'm not directing this at anybody in this church, although if the shoe fits, wear it. There are a lot of Christians out there living far below the standard that God wants us to be living in. I, <laughs> we have had a lot of serious stuff going on in this church and in other churches, in family, a lot of serious stuff. And if I shared some of these things with you, it would take you aback. And every single one of these situations can be boiled down to one thing. These people are not doing the word. These people are not being doers of the word. Oh, they go to church. Most of them go to church. They may even take notes, shout amen and hallelujah. But guess what? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything if you're not going to do the word. I stand up here when we take up our tithes and offerings and I endeavor to share a short sermonette. Why do I do that? Because I'm trying to encourage you to get a hold of the fact that God wants you blessed and if you will simply step out in faith and do it God's way, you shall be blessed. In other words, I'm endeavoring to get you to do it by faith. And, 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 but the, the key to the whole thing is doing it. And, and I'm going to look this way. And yet probably there's some people in here to this day that are not tithers. And you don't give hardly anything at all. Is everybody smiling right now? I can't tell. I'm looking this way. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's hard for a pastor to say, some, some of the, say things like that. But I don't say that to be mean or cruel. I definitely don't say that to condemn people. I'm saying that because, again, unless you do it, it ain't going to bless you. you. You can't be blessed unless you do the word. I know that's simple, but you can't be blessed unless you do the word. You can't be blessed unless you do the word. You can come to church. You can comb your hair. You can get all ready. You can come in here and look all nice. You can shout amen. You can shut, dance in place. You can do whatever. But if you don't leave from here and apply the word of God to your life, you shall not be blessed. Is that hard? I'm not trying to be hard. This is as much love as I can muster in my saying this to you. I don't care who you are in here. I love you. And I want to see you blessed. And if you find yourself struggling, here's your answer. I was saying to Pastor Joan, I'm looking at my own life. I said to her, I'm going to be pointing one finger at them with three fingers pointing back at them. I actually said it the wrong way first. I said, I'm going to be pointing a finger at myself. And the other three fingers are going to be pointing at me too. 
Okay, God, I understand. But, but listen to me. You got to do it. You got to do it. Remember the commercial? Nike, just do it. We need to have a big banner. Just do it. Just do it. I, I, I believe what ends up happening is, well, what ends up happening is exactly what the word says ends up happening. The word, come, the devil comes immediately to steal the word. Or, 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 or then the, 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 the different things come along and, 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 and uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, choke out the word from being prosperous in your life because of these other things. But doing the word of God, hear me now, being a doer of the word of God is not a hard thing for, for us to do. I want you to get a hold of that. You know, and probably the area that people struggle with the most is in the area of finances. Seriously. They look at their checks. They see how much they're making. They know how much is the outflow. And they're like going, I can't do that. That's not possible. And as long as you have that kind of mentality, you'll never do it. And you'll never experience the blessings of God. Oh, you might experience a blessing here and there falling upon you and every now and then that's not the way God wants it to be he wants it to be a, a steady now listen a steady flood into your life his blessings is flooding into your life you know what it should be we, we ought to be able to look at people in this room and be looking at them and just when the Lord speaks to our hearts I want you to bless that person with $100 I want you to bless that person with $50 I want you to bless that person with, you know, whatever. And immediately, because you're so blessed, you just reach into your pocket, pull out a $100 bill, walk up to them and say, shake their hand, say, I love you. Bam. Money handshake. You ever gotten a money handshake before? Oh, I've gotten a money handshake before. But you know what? I've given money handshakes before. I'll never forget, man, when I first got a hold of this stuff. I mean, God was working in my life. It was amazing to me. I can share this. I'll share this story in closing. Where are we at? I'll share this story in closing. I haven't gotten hardly anywhere, but that's okay. When I was at Canaan land, God got a hold of my life, as most of you know, my testimony. And I just began to devour the word of God. I began to just read the Bible. I began to read after people like Kenneth Hagin and Jerry Savelle and Kenneth Copeland and and a wide range of other ones, and so forth, and so on. And I learned about the principle of sowing and reaping. And in Canaan land, you don't work. I mean, you, you're literally there. You give up all your finances and everything else. And they have a commissary where you can go and get snacks and stuff like that later on in the evening and so forth. But um, you don't, you know what I'm saying, you don't have an income. And so anyway, when I got a hold of that, uh, the message, it was right at the time of Brother Hagen was having, I believe it was Winter Bible Seminar. I'm pretty positive it was Winter Bible Seminar. And anyway, um, w w the counselors at Canaan Land were graduates of Rhema. And so one of the counselors was planning on going to Winter Bible. And because of where I was at with God and the way God was been had been working in my life, he got permission to bring me along with him if I wanted to go. Well, I didn't have any money. Didn't have any money at all. And so the Bible says that God provides seed for the sower. So I said, God, I, I don't have any money, but I want to sow. So I'm asking you to provide for me seed to sow. 
And it wasn't probably a week later when, when Matt Gover's wife, Sandra, stuck her head out of the office and said, Hey, Daniel, I need you to watch my kids tomorrow night. Will you watch my kids for me? And I said, Sure, great. Not even thinking in my mind that they were going to do anything. I mean, I was just doing it because I loved them. But then after that night was over, she said, I just put, and I don't remember how much it was. It wasn't much, like $20, $25. I just put that in your a commissary account. And I said, oh, praise God. And so then, you know, uh, and then it just dawned on me. Doing, the light went off. There's my seed to sow. And so, you know, uh, there was a, uh, one of the counselors there was believing God for something. And I don't remember what it was for. It was something like, for, I think he had a dirt bike and he wanted to get a chain for it or something along those lines. And anyway, it doesn't matter really there. But I, it just, it, God moved upon my heart to take what was just given to me and sow it into his life. And I did. And I believed God for a certain amount of money to be able to go on this trip. And so I gave it to this guy, and <laughs> I'm telling you, I just was so, uh, you, you talk about being thrilled. I'm new to this stuff. I'm on fire right now. Here, not, f f first, I'm asking God to sow, you know, give me seed to sow, and it happens. I sow the seed, and guess what? I'm just, I'm just like, glory to God, I know it's going to happen, and I get a letter. And when I opened the letter up, I did not say anything to anybody about how much I was believing God for. I got a check for the exact amount of money I was believing God for. What do you think that did to me? It works. God's word works. If you'll work the word. God wants us blessed. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, we cannot get complacent in our faith walk. I, I, I'm going to go back, and there's some things I'm going to be changing about my life. I, I, I feel like, and I'm pointing the finger at myself, as you can see. I'm living in a glass house before you. There's some things that I've gotten complacent about. And it's time for those things to change. I'm ready to take this church to the next level. I am, I'm telling you, listen to me. I'm going to start using my faith and doing everything I know to do to see this church filled with people. Because people need to hear what's being taught here. I don't say that arrogantly. I'm saying I give God all the glory and all the praise for this. But there's absolutely, I have heard people come into this church and sit down who have gone to other churches and say, I've never heard it taught like this. And I'm like, well, where, where did you go? What, what's being taught there? The point I'm trying to get across is this. I'm going to start doing the word. I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to live by faith. I'm going to live by faith. I said I'm going to live by faith. And because I'm living by faith, glory to God, I'm going to live blessed. 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 And I want to see that for all of you. If you really want to be blessed beyond measure, if you really want to experience that the abundance of God flooding into your life, you're going to have to be a doer of the word. And let me just say this. What God does uh, uh, through me or what, no, say, what God does for me doesn't mean that God's going to do it the exact same way for you. But the thing is that God will always honor his word. Meaning he will do it for you if you're stepping out in faith and believing him for it. If you're being a doer of the word, you got God's word on it, you will be blessed. 
But what ends up happening, guess what? The devil don't like this. And he will fight you tooth and nail. And he'll try to get you to think, well, maybe someday, maybe someday when I get a little bit more spiritually mature, or, you know, and I don't have all of this going on, blah, 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 then I'll start to possibly do the word of God. And guess what? You're not going to live blessed. Hopefully you're listening to what I'm saying. Being obedient to God, doing what God is instructing you to do is not just in one area. It's in all areas. What has God spoken to you to do that you have not yet done? Three fingers. There is one point at you. Three are coming back at me. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not satisfied with this. I'm telling you right now, I'm totally, totally fed up with this. I am ready to step out and see those blessings happening in my family's life, happening in my life. Because we are not going to sit back and not do the word, but we're going to be doers of the word. Amen. And we're going to get into this. We're going to break it down. We're going to look at different scriptures. But I'm, I, I, listen, listen, please hear my heart. Please come expecting to receive what you need. And then to leave from here. Fully expecting to do what you've been taught. With everything in me, I'm asking you, don't just be a hearer, hearer of the word. Be a doer. Everybody say, I'm a doer. Everybody say, I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the word. And I'm blessed. I'm living the blessed life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Bow your heads real quickly. Praise the Lord. God, 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 you're so good. What a good, good father he is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Your eyes, you're not looking around. Your eyes are closed. I'm asking you right now to examine your heart. And if for any reason, for whatever you may have been doing, find yourself to have, be struggling you know it. And you need to get right with God. I know we're Christians in here. But just because Jesus is in your heart doesn't mean you're living for him the way you need to be. I believe this kind of a service gives you an opportunity right now to obey God. And if God is speaking to your heart and you need to get right with him, all I'm asking you to do is to slide a hand up right now in Jesus' name. I see that hand. Anyone else? I see those hands. Anyone else? I see that hand. Four hands have gone up. Once you raise your hand, you can put them down. Hallelujah. Anybody else will say, I see that hand. Five hands have gone up. Anyone else will say, that's me. I've been struggling. I'm ready to do things right, God. Hallelujah. Anyone else will say, that's me. Now is the time. Obey God. Praise the Lord. 
want everybody to look up at me. I know it's... It grieves my heart to hear about people that we love dearly that are struggling right now, that are hurting right now. I would do anything I could if I could to make things better, but I'm not God. But it's still boils down to one thing are you doing the word I don't believe God has us on I believe God has us on this teaching for a reason not just so we can you know be blessed ourselves which obviously is going to be the end result but so that we can help others Help others get out of that spiritual rut that they're in. See what I'm saying? How I'm saying that? We're we're called to be examples. We're, We're called to be living testimonies of the goodness of our God. And for those who raised your hand, my prayer is, is that you're going to leave from here understanding God has heard those cries in the night. And God is saying, I'm here for you. I'm going to help you get out of this. I'm going to help direct your life. But you're going to have to listen to me. You're going to have to obey me. You're going to have to do what my word tells you to do. Amen. Let's all pray now. Let's lift our hands. Everybody say, Heavenly Father, we love you. I thank you so much for Jesus Christ, your Son, my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins, for shedding your innocent blood so I can be redeemed and set free. Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for doing things my own way. You know what I've been doing. You know what I should have been doing. I ask you to forgive me I call upon the blood of Jesus. I receive that cleansing flow over my life. And I believe right now, in your eyes, I am justified again. Glory to your name, Jesus. And Father God, I believe for your grace to become not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. And I thank you, Father. I'm going to do it. By your grace, for your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Did you get something? Hallelujah. We'll come back. I got to page two. Hallelujah. (laughs) I only went to page six in my notes, but this one actually had almost, this first one had almost ten pages to it. God is doing some awesome things, friends. How many believe that's true? Oh, glory to God. Please come with your testimony.